Hello, bonjour, welcome and bienvenue to the Football Well English podcast. I'm your host, Liam, and once again this week, I'm joined by Tom. Hello, everyone. And George. Hey, how's it going? In this episode, we'll be taking an in-depth look at OL's rampant victory against Lorient at the weekend as they go in hunt of another vital three points for Champions League qualification. And we'll also be looking ahead to next weekend when OL travel to Nîmes and could potentially relegate our opponents if we take the three points back to Lyon. But looking into the past and the most recent game against Lorient on Saturday afternoon at Group Palmer Stadium, Lyon knew that three points would take them back into the podium places with Monaco playing later in the weekend on Sunday. Oh, I've managed to get these three points with a an excellent second half of performance, probably one of the best of the season, where five goals were scored across both teams and Owell managed to beat Lorient 4-1. We've spoken about the inability to put two good halves of football together on this podcast, I think ever since its inception when we lost the Mets, all those 20 episodes ago, however many episodes it's been now. But do you think that was the case again here? The first half performance was probably leaving us wanting and then in the second half we were electric. What did you think of the the indifference of the performances across the two halves, Tom? I think the, the concept of, of one half FC works fully on this <laughs> if I can support the club. I, I, I don't think it's just the podcast. I think we've, we've been, one half you FC. know, yeah, one half FC is the new... I'll be on the the, the podcast, um, Twitter. I think <laughs> one half FC. Um, yeah, it was definitely that. I don't think we were bad in the first half. I just think both teams were just like, it's a nice sunny day in Lyon, yeah. and we're just going to enjoy the sun. And oh, this is quite nice. Oh, let's just play a bit of football. But probably should run. Oh wait, oh probably not. Actually, yeah. oh half time. It seemed like oh, a friendly kick about. Yeah, yeah. They, <laughs> To be fair, I think, you know, Saturday afternoon, I think they were like, we usually play on, you know, under the lights, big game on Sunday night. We're not used to this anymore. Um, we're, we're just here for a stroll, you know. It's the veterans playing Saturday afternoon football. Um, should be Sunday league level. <laughs> you know, let's just chill about this. But no, we, we, we're going to play. Actually, you know what? We're going to play the second half. Let's try and show that we're worth it. Uh, Shirky's playing. So he's going to want to run. So let's give the ball to him. Uh, and there's a few players who have to show a bit of you know character to, to get back into the regular squad once everyone's around. Awar, for example. Um, so yeah, it was definitely one half FC. Uh, but you know what? At least it's one half FC and not no halves FC. It's better yeah. than, you know, one is better than none. Yeah. One hell of a half as well. So it kind of compensates it, I guess. Um, it, it still overall isn't a great performance, but you know what? At the end of the day, we get all three points and we get a plus three goal difference, and that might matter at the end. Definitely, I must admit to that it was disappointing to concede the one at the end, but again, that's probably been picky based on the performance. What it's one hell of a goal, so it is. I must admit, there's no saving that. But, um, what are your thoughts on one half FC, George? <laughs> Hashtag one half FC. I like it. That should be part of our Twitter spaces, but that's beside the point. 
Um, <laughs> I thought it was good-ish. I mean, not going to lie, I had to watch it again the next day because I was with my nephew most of the time playing Pokemon Snap. He wanted me to help him learn how to play Pokemon Snap, so I was in and out of it. So I only got to see most of the second half. So it was a good time to see it. Um, very good, very dominating. And to know that we didn't have no Marcelo, no Memphis, no Kakade, no Denayer, no Melvin Bard, and yet we still got 4-1. 4-1? Where was this? <laughs> like, where was this kind of performances, you know? Like, damn! Like, what? where was this, you know? Like, it's Lil. Oh, sorry. Don't bring that up. No, I'm just saying. Lil and Lorient. Like, Let's, let's try yeah, I'm being sarcastic here. I'm being okay. sarcastic. But no, take better examples. You know, take the, the Neem Press. game earlier this season or Mets. Mets, uh, Mets you know. You know um, let's get some sarcasm flowing because where was this? I wanted to see more. Oh, this. I think we discovered there were some good players on the bench. I think that's when <laughs> I think that's when things turned around. I, oh, wait, I, we I got Kaka and Shirky on the bench. That's I also them. think, like, you know, like, wow, we can actually use our academy? What? That's Since crazy. when we have, can we even do that? Really? Right, yeah. It's Leon. I didn't know we had an academy. <laughs> oh, yeah. What's an academy, guys? What's an it's academy? not like the fans have been telling us about it. I know, right? For, like, the entire, like, decade or so. Oh, but yeah. otherwise, <laughs> sarcasm aside, <laughs> um, it's actually not bad. Actually, I'm, I'm just going to give it, it's not bad. Um, and uh, considering who we had uh, on the p- pitch, we didn't really have on the pitch. It was very good. I was very worried, <laughs> but we curled it out and we're one step closer. And hopefully, something drops points. We're looking at you, Ren. You did it against PSG. You can do it against Monaco, but we'll see. That's not until the end of the season, so we'll see how that goes. I mean, again, talking about players who were not on the pitch, we've spoken a lot about Kakare and in recent weeks he's obviously been the standout performer maybe him and Paqueta but the the midfield were basically what won us the game Awa with the goal Bruno with two goals and Paqueta with his goal all three of them on the score sheet um, without them the game would have been very different obviously you take those goals away and it's a 1-0 defeat which would have been fairly embarrassing but um, how impressed were you with the midfield, George? Um, it was very attacking. I'm not going to lie. So I was a little concerned. But they did pull it out. Um, out of the three, I will admit, Bruno was a little bit like, eh, it's good. But I was like, yeah. That penalty. <laughs> that penalty take by him. <laughs> Oh, he did it thank again, God. the second Mem- time. Thank God. He did it the second time. As well. I know. It did work is- the second time, at least. And that is why Memphis is our penalty taker. But our midfield was good. I thought it was very good. They all scored their goals. <laughs> so it was also obviously going to be good. Um, but Bruno out of the three was like, eh, he was average, in my opinion. But that's 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 for another day. But it was very good. I thought we did good. And knowing that we was very attacking, I was worried about, our, can they come back and defend? And Lo and behold, Lorient didn't really make much of a threat in the end. So, kind of like we got ourselves a pass on that. So, that's how I felt about it. Yeah, that's that's fair. I mean, I was very impressed with a certain um, <laughs> Kusamawa who's been out of the team. That goal was recent, great. That goal was game. great. I mean, I would just want to say, for people who didn't watch the game, the goal was... Um, 
I've spoken a lot about the academy. It was a um, one academy graduate in Rayon Shirky playing a lovely cross field diagonal ball to another academy graduate in Hutamawa to lowly finished ball into the back of the net. So to see that sort of connection made in Lyon is a uh, very positive. What what was um was your impression of Awa's performance Awa. on Saturday, Tom? Awar was really impressive. Um, I think he's he's showing a bit of, of character and we've discussed his personality before on the show and um, I think, you know, he put his head down and I'm going to work hard on this game and, and really pull out. I think um, he could have scored another goal as well. That cross, cross goal one yeah. that went just past the post uh, overall was really good. Uh, in a deeper role, was interesting to see. Um, I was quite quite impressed. Uh, but as as George said, you know, Leon, uh, Lauren didn't show all that much. They showed a bit in the first half, and I think Wissa or Moffy could have scored at least. Yeah, one. they both had a chance. Um, I, I, you know, when Dick Shiglio fell to the ground a bit clumsily, I was like, "This is going to be a goal." You just know this is like a blueprint gag Leon goal uh, and it didn't so I was like okay but I think against a team with who who's a bit more attacking or uh, has a bit more of the ball hour I don't know if you'd work as well in that role but against Lorion fine by me played really well it's clear he's got a very good connection with Shirky um, has been mates with Bruno since Bruno arrived last year so that was good as well Seems like he gets along with with the players that know how to kick a ball. Not Bruno and Paqueta but... connection is just on and off the pitch. It's just yeah, fun but to watch. you know they they love each other. They go skiing together. They're, they're wives are best friends. If they get kids together, they, they dance to together to Tino's music. You know, like you see yeah. that Instagram I, you know, story. I, I I bet um, there's there's some form of godfather relationship between Bruno and. Paqueta's new daughter or son, I can't remember. Son? Son, Filippo. Son, son. There's a chance. Um, so, no, I, you know, it's a great connection. Um, Bruno, I'm a big fan of Bruno overall. Uh, I think it was definitely not his best performance. Um, he's renowned when he's at the top of his game for his between the line passes, which he didn't do as much. Lost a lot of cheap balls to be honest um, I think his two goals do save his performance and arguably not one of his best performances is when he gets his best grade in the keep in like ages um, usually he only gets five even when he's the best player on the pitch and now he's got a seven for two goals so hats off to him um, mm-hmm. you know being recognized by the keep is, is not an easy task um, so uh, fair enough but no, no, the midfield was really impressive, and I think overall it's a good lineup. I don't know if if it would work throughout the season. No, sure. it wouldn't. Um, especially with Memphis coming in, you need someone who needs to take the you know the byline no. and go behind. Um, but and, you know, we got we got us four goals. So yeah, and to com- to to compensate the lack of goals from Toko and Kadawiri, kind of offsets that, you know. I, I will say, I, I don't know if we we probably won't mention him in tops because there was a lot of tops, but Slimani, uh, great assist. 
Paul Bruno's yes. goal. Yeah, it, I was just going to say that's a great. I goal. think as soon as Slomani came on, I think things went like changed yeah. for the good. For the good, he's he's starting to look a lot like the the Slomani we had in Monaco, and he's more at home. And I don't know more he's at more home, home. But he's more comfortable. He's that he's having sense. that Shirky Awar Algerian connection, and he's like, ah, oh, yes, love this one, two, three, three, four, Algeria. Uh, so you know he's enjoying himself, and hopefully once he's fully fit, because I think he's starting to get there um, next season, then he can. I don't know if we're going to have him starting. I don't know what the summer transfer is going to be because we probably need wingers. But um, I definitely think he he's quite good in that role as a as a tower up front. Yeah, I'd I'd say a mobile tower. <laughs> A lamppost. Not a Girassi, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> but no, in but my question about Slomani is is obviously we're not gonna talk too much about coaches, but there's been a there's been a lot of murmurings on a well Twitter and especially in French publications over the last few days of Garcia won't be coached next season, which is looking more and more likely. If Slomani does, sorry, to rephrase my question, if we do get a new coach, is Slomani phased out or do you see him playing a big role next season? It all depends on the kind of coach we're going to get. I, I mean, just on, a gen, just on a general basis, if you're the coach, do you... Look to sign another striker with Memphis leaving, or are you giving trust to Slomani to play I, as a number nine? I think we've got enough number nines. I think priorities are going to the wingers. Wingers, yeah, um, that's what's been reported. Yeah, I think you know the likes of Boga and so on uh, would be really good. Um, wingers is definitely the, the priority because I think as much as Cadaware has been a bit poor recently, he has shown he's a really good centre forward on his day. Maybe overperforming, but him, Toko could probably play as a centre forward as well. Samani definitely can. Um, uh, yeah, I'm not tying into the the debate of Toko can be as a centre forward. I you know I'd rather have him as centre forward. That's the thing about what you've said. Leon have got players who can play as a number nine, but none of them are awe inspiring. If you get what I mean, they're not going to strike uh, fear think... into defenders. They strike fear into the fans. They strike fear into the fans. Yeah. The local fans, the Leon fans. I think Slimani's the best option at the moment as a false nine, but with false nines, you need players going behind. And at the moment, Memphis is not going to go in behind. Obviously, not staying next season, but um, Tucker can be good, but he's not very good. Um, So we need wingers to play off. Um, Slimani, and I think he could be quite good. Um, yeah. In this day and age when we don't have all that much money, I don't think centre forward is the priority. No. Um, I agree. If we do sell Catawere, which I don't think we will, but. You can do a swap deal with Guiri, just saying. He is not a centre forward either, to be honest. I don't, I don't think he's a centre forward. He's a inside left. Um, he could play as a centre forward. I think he's destined to, but I think at the moment he's best on the left. Like Kylian Mbappe. I think Kylian Mbappe is not a number nine. He's more of a, a left winger. So 
I don't think Guerrero would be the solution. He would be really good. Uh, I don't think he'd be the solution for yeah. number nine. Um, mm -hmm. So, it, again, depends on the coach, what kind of tactics going for. I think Slimani would work really well with Mourinho, for example. Obviously, Mourinho's going to Roma, but he's the type of striker that Mourinho would like. So, as I said, depends on the coach. Yeah. And also so. depends on Champions League or Europa League, the kind of talent we can yeah. get in, um, you know? We've seen a lot of Galtier rumours. I think Barak Yilmaz in that style isn't too far from Slimani. Obviously, Barak has showed a lot of better promising stuff up front. Uh, Seems to know where the back of the net is a bit better as well. Yeah, but in the in the sense of being a towering centre-forward who can bring attention from defenders and play off with his teammates, I think it's a similar style. And if Galtier likes that, he might like Slimani. That's fair. It's a fair argument. I mean, moving on to or back to the game, obviously we spoke about the absenteeism of players' suspension. George mentioned a few of them. Kakare, Memphis, Marcelo were all out through injuries. Key players, when you go through the spine, really, they've pulled It's too hard. Through. It's too much to count. <laughs> well, that's what I mean. Them. I mean, if, if you're talking... Well, exactly. If you go through the last few games, if you're talking about the integral spine of Leon's team in losing Memphis, Kakare and Marcelo, you've probably lost that in those three players. However, against Florian, it didn't look like we missed them that much. So based on that, would you say we've got good squad depth at the club currently, Tom? Squad depth... There's no doubt about the quality of the squad, and we've known this all year. Uh, we, we said it in our first podcasts. Um, on paper, we probably have the best midfield in the league. Um, but then squad depth, uh, if we'd lost that game, we wouldn't say we had good squad depth. No, but again, um, that's the reason I've asked the question. <laughs> so I'd say on form, yes, we've got very good squad depth. Yeah. Um, how to form or not. Um, quality wise, there was no doubt that this squad overall was very good and could win the league. <clears throat> uh, but <laughs> yeah, um, yeah I, I think w it's good to see that the, the subs, subs, because our is not supposed to be a sub on paper, um, but the subs at the moment played really well and helped us because, you know, as we said, there's a lot of missing players. Um, a lot of suspensions, a lot of injuries and so on. So if it had been anyone else than Lorian, I've been a bit more worried. Um, but it was Lorian. We got past it. It was a challenge, but we climbed the mountain, I guess. I was and again, just... you know, it was nil-nil at half-time. You know, if it finished that way, we wouldn't have been that much surprised and be like, oh, there was too many injuries or too many suspensions. Yeah, that They gave us an excuse game. out. They gave us an excuse out if that was the case. I would say this. We were lucky to get Lorient to have these suspensions and not like a yeah. bigger team or a bigger club because if they're not, it would have probably ended well. You played Paqueta, but... Bruno, and Awar mm -hmm. against PSG. How whatever PSG team shows up, you're like, oh whoa. <laughs> yeah, it's a different story. I mean, there's Mendes on the bench. Um, so he probably would have played. If we're talking 
performances. We spoke about the midfield, so not to touch on them too much. I think all played relatively well. Awa would have been the highlight for me, but again, it's just nice to see him play football again. But looking away from the midfield, obviously that's they scored the goals. That's where you go straight to. But in terms of tops, anyone else you stand out apart from Paqueta, Awa and Bruno? I've got mixed feelings about Shirky's performance because I think he he showed a lot of like himself, like he, yeah. he was available, which you know does not happen all that much. Can I piggyback off your comment? I think because oh. of the fact that he got his first goal, he can have like his weights off his shoulders, and now he can just truly be himself. Yeah, maybe, but I think just generally he's 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 always very available. I think that's that's just in him. Um, uh, yes, obviously the pressure is off him, and um, I'll repeat this every week. You know, football index crashing means he's got less pressure as well. Um, but yeah, uh, Shirky was available, but uh, I think he he squandered a few chances, uh, not for himself, but I think he could have done better. I've got in mind a few passes for Doko Kambi into space, which were overhit. Um, I think he was just a bit excited to be playing again as like um, as a starter, and obviously the injuries do play into that. I think there's if the full squad was there, even with his goal last week, let's be honest, he wouldn't have played. Um, so yeah, I think he was really happy to be there. Uh, he got one assist. I'm gonna say yeah, yeah because Paqueta was a header. Um, yeah, he got one assist, which was a really good assist, and. I'm hoping to see a bit more of him next year. Uh, obviously, it's just crazy that he's been in the first team for two years now, and you're like, "Yeah, really? <laughs> okay." And he's well, still only half. seventeen. The other one didn't really finish. Can we just call it that no. way? A season and a half. Season so, Shirky, <laughs> mixed feelings, but overall pretty good performance. Um, Lopez didn't have anything to do. Jamande was okay. Um, didn't have all that much to do either, but saved the fact that Dishilio uh, was very clumsy. Um, Dubois had an okay game, but again, the, not that exciting. For me, Dubois would be a flop. He lost the ball 22 times. Okay, so the whole defence was a flop, let's be honest. <laughs> yeah, how did he lose the ball? I mean, Shirky lost the ball 20 times. But he's a four. He's an attacking third. And he attempted 12 dribbles, seven successful. So losing the ball that amount of times is still a lot. But again, that's something that will improve. He's 17. Dubois, Dubois a France international right back. And he lost possession 18 times and had four inaccurate passes. So he lost the ball 22 times. It's. It's. No, it's not what you want. Let's put it that way. It's no. it's in another game when you've got De Shiglio and Diamonde, your two most inexperienced centre backs playing together, and your most experienced defender goes and gives the ball away twenty-two times in one game. Okay. You're going Center. to get punished. I mean, Lucky for us, it was L'Oreal. Yeah, I was going to say we're going to keep saying it like that. The good thing it was Lorient because they yeah. didn't really do much. 
I mean, no credit to Loyal. Loyal are a good team and they've got some very attacking players. But lucky for us, Moffy and Whistle weren't on form. If Moffy and Whistle were on form, we could have been talking about a different game. No, I, I, okay, I'll, I'll take that back. I think um, I, I can't say I focused all that much on Dubois. He was not the main centre stage and didn't realise he'd lost the ball that often. But um, He was looking yeah, at the I mean, stands looking for Maxos Kakere. That's what he was doing. Obviously. Um, <laughs> I tried to think of the substitutions that came in and did really well. Thiago Mendes um, did okay when he came on. He, he lets the ball pass him uh, on that second <coughs> third goal. Third goal. Yeah. Um, intelligent play, even if it's like one small thing in this whole thing. It's like it, it's part of all the highlight reels you have for that game. So good intervention. Um, good to see there's, there's youngsters coming in. You know, Malagusta playing a bit of, you know, doubling his amount of minutes this season. <laughs> Yeah. Um, oh. and, and Kaita, you know, could have scored. Uh, I would have scored. Just kidding. Not Are you gonna that. like no, no. go off on all of them? Because I need to say some for me. Like, <laughs> what am I gonna say? <laughs> I'm just happy that the academy got a bit of a chance. I was gonna say I was gonna group it as one and just say the academy products. As okay, good. There you go. That's you a agree. great. I agree. No, I was gonna say anyways, academy products because you can't really just go off on it. But it was great to see Malagusto, Keita, Shirky, Alwar. Like, that's pretty much it. But still, like, that's Dumande. like, Dumande. sorry, I keep forgetting that. Diomande, technically Lopes, too. So it's like, there was a good amount of academy on the pitch. And they were just a top for me in the end. So I'm going to put it as a generic thing and just say the academy products were overall very good. Don't forget Yaya Sumale as well. Did he play? Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, wow. I, I will say, again, good to again, see the scenes. It's just really good to see the Academy products shine today. It was just... Yeah. Messier center stage. Yeah. It, it was also good to see the, the celebrations with the fans at the end. Um, yeah. Camel Plus did not showcase all much that much of it, but... No, there was a Twitter uh, thing of it from you. A lot of Twitter, Twitter uh, coverage of it. Ryan Shirky with the microphone, topless... Uh, and he also threw the jersey into the crowd. <laughs> yeah, the Bruno was having, he was so happy. Uh, Paqueta was going for it. And then just, I think, highlight of the weekend is the drip we got from that picture from Kakarai oh, yes. Hour. The next CD, the next album. We have <laughs> the most stylistically equipped team in the league. Like It was so good. It's my new banner. Um <laughs> <laughs> but I will admit, I think they just missed the fans, so it just felt really good to see them again, even though yeah. it's from a semi distance. They just felt very good. Correct me if I'm wrong, didn't they have like speakers in the stadium when they were cheering outside so that way they could hear them? Can you reconfirm? I that? don't know. I know they were definitely outside and you could hear them. I don't know if okay, that was directly All put right. into the stadium or if it was just the noise they were making outside because there was a lot of people. <laughs> Otherwise, it was very good to see them like interacting, and I think by the end of the season ish you might have a couple a couple thousand fans uh, i think the there should be with, yeah. with yeah. terraces and so on opening next on the 19th i think that's more or less when the second wave of lockdown is is easing out for france so it could be we get the last is, is it the last it's nice nice is the it looks likely yeah nice will get a small crowd 
it for the players, I think they don't care as long as it's some people there just cheering them. Yeah, definitely. It's not artificial, I think. It might block out the you're not that good power. (laughs) Oh, no, we'll probably hear that. We'll probably hear something like that. We will. We will. We just need Rudy to say, we just need Rudy to say, and that's it. Then Liam's done. Liam can go like, I'm done. I'm retired. I'm going away. We got Rudy Garcia standing up after two goals from Bruno going, Bruno. So that's my fault. I'm, I'm sorry, all guys. Memphis's reactions to the penalty just going, oh no, what's he done? Oh yeah, oh, good, he's got it. No, he was laughing. I think he was I laughing. Mean, before we go off on another tangent, just before we move on to Nîmes, obviously elsewhere in the race for Champions League, Monaco beat Juan's 1-0. Do we see them dropping any more points in the last two Yes. Years? Sorry. Um, yes, it will happen. And I don't think it's going to be... Wait, do they play... They play Lons this weekend, and then it's Ren. Mm. Or is it the other way around? I think it's Ren the other way around. Weekend. Yeah. I would not be shocked. I would not no. be shocked if they drop points against Ren. Two factors for that. Bruno Genesio is going to give Champions League football to Leon, like he did yes. a few years ago. I think that's where they're going to drop the points, is against yeah. Ren, and we're uh, going to win it, and we're going to get it. It would be nice said, if Ren beat like... Monaco, you know, and then we just need to only get a draw or more on the final game. Would have been nice if Monaco drew against um, Ren because Rem, Rem, Stade de Rem was much better than Monaco from yeah. start to finish. But they, they, they deserved it's, it's a goal. A, a draw would have been great because had it been a draw and they dropped points against Ren, it was odd. I think. It, it, it was a very like, poor game. Rams didn't uh, offer anything going forward. It didn't look like Rams were fighting for. for no, so no, they were looking more content, but still, they they deservedly deserve a goal at least. You know, probably. Uh, I just feel that Monaco are, are stopping investment in centre forwards by putting all the money into the opposition teams. Um, that's what I was saying. You've got a very big influence, Mister uh, Mister uh, Albert Prince Albert. Um, no, I, I think there's a chance. Um, if that's going to happen, it's probably going to be Ren. Um, yeah. And my my man Girassi is going to score four goals. Um, no, uh, Sudoku, as my dad calls him, is going to is, is going to score <laughs> a goal and, and, and get the win, or at some form of draw. I, I feel that like Monaco, since that loss against Leon, are well, it's not, not been that the long. Same. But it's not the same. And recently, we've seen it throughout, not throughout twenty one twenty one, but since a few weeks, I think, have shown that they're a bit tired. And Maybe so. And also, yeah. their goal was for games. Europe, so they really technically already achieved their goal. I'm putting that in yeah, quotations. When they're Monaco, in this, yeah, no, they won Champions League. Oh, when they're in this situation, it's got to be Champions League. It has to be. They're not going to be happy with Europe. Europe League. Yeah. Ren is fighting for Europe. So and so is Lons to a certain extent. So Yeah. Yeah, so. There is a good chance. And, so, and Lons, wait, is Lons in Lons by any chance? Lons, I think, is for the Europa Conference, if I'm not mistaken. No, I know, but um, 
Is Monaco? Who is Monaco playing? They're playing. Monaco Rennes play. Play Rennes and Lens, and Lens is in Lens, in Lens. with supporters, yeah. which is the best atmosphere in the whole country. Yeah, so Rennes so this weekend. If there's, then... if there's a chance they might lose that as well. Yeah. Oh yeah. But with faith, that's all through with you both. We've got. But... Win both our games, and I've said this. Oh, we've got to. Oh, absolutely. Again, not, not to win. That's the best of chance. Yeah. Not to bring it up again, but two cup finals is is the. Um... Oh, we're <laughs> again. Oh, we're no. not calling it a cup final. Every cup matches. and we won. <laughs> so, in, the games you've got to win, you can't lose them. Treat them mm-hmm. as one-off games where three points is the only. Um, the only acceptable result, but we you do know, have... I'd be okay if Ren beat Monaco and we beat Neem, so that way it's not all the line, like, on the last game of the season. Well, that's so how that's we play gonna... it. That's that's, that's Leon. It's, it's going to happen. Yeah, it's... it's Leon's thing. We beat Monaco on the last day of the season every time. You're gonna um, you're gonna see uh, the French version of uh, Martin Tyler shouting when um, Tino Cadawere scores in ninety plus three. Tino, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's something along like those lines. But you Bruno, Bruno, <laughs> there we go. There we... Sorry, guys, we didn't mean to yell on the microphone. But moving on from the shouting of. Martin Tyler, one of the worst football commentators ever, I must admit. Oh, come on, Aguero's highlights goals. Yeah, that's a monumentous occasion, but I'll keep my opinions to myself about Martin Tyler. But moving on to Neem, Neem travels to Neem with the fate of both club seasons on the line. Leon will potentially relegate Neem if results elsewhere don't go their way with three points. And if you reverse... The result and name beat Leon, you would probably say Leon's hopes of UCL qualification disappear if Monaco wins. So it's a big game for both teams in terms of the course of the season. Last time the two teams were in action, they're going what feels like forever now with COVID and everything else going on in the world. Near the start of the season, proceedings ended nil-nil. A, a fantastic, riveting game of football. A, a Burnley special. Looking into the stats, the same part of the episode every week, Tom, how important is it and how likely is it that OL can get these three points to keep their UCL qualification hopes alive? Um, I brought up this argument last week about how calendars for teams are very difficult to analyse because you can say, oh yeah, Lauren's going to be an easy game and Neem's yeah. going to be an easy game and so on, but they're both fighting for relegation. So, you take you take the example of Martin Tyler and Aguero moments. QPR were relegated and were playing Man City, and until ten minutes from time, they were winning. Yeah. Um, so it's at the end of the season when upsets really happen, and Monaco lose in the end. That's what usually happens. Um, but in our case, for Nîmes, they they they're on thirty five points, nineteenth um, position, not our one step ahead, and I didn't think I would ever say this, but not have a chance of saving themselves. I generally do not know how that's happened. How you've gone from Dijon, that's why. They're going to get three points against Dijon. They're already relegated. 
Well, yeah, but that's not even it. It's just Nantes was so far behind and they're now just scoring three goals against Bordeaux out of nowhere. The I know tactical Bordeaux mastermind that is Antoine Kumbale. That's, that's the... Uh... Yeah, I think there's, there's someone on Twitter uh, who, I don't know if... He probably does listen to this show, who's been banging on about how Kumbale should be the Lyon's next manager for the last 10 days. And he nearly got blocked on Twitter by Twitter. Um, so I don't <laughs> know if that's got a link by it. <laughs> But um, yeah, so, so Nîmes are, are fighting for relegation. Um, the first non, like, not are the 18th spot. And if you're not very familiar with Ligue 1 in the last four years, I think they, they changed the rules. Couple years, yeah. Couple Something years. like that. Uh, 18th plays a playoff game against the third in League Two. Uh, so two legs. I think it's a playoff for League Two between third and sixth. So they have these playoff, and then oh. whoever wins that faces against uh, Nantes. Mm, I don't. We're terrible. Okay. Okay. Good. Good. Well, whoever comes out of that um, mighty league in League Two uh, between whoever's left um, will play 18th in Liga on the playoff basis of the highlight of Champions League football uh, between Nantes and whoever is going to be there um, and can save themselves or not promote if you're. At the moment, it could possibly be Toulouse, Grenoble, and Paris FC. Decent. Um, so, anyway, so that position could still be saved, but the main position that you're sure to be saved is 17th, which is Lorient on 38th. So, three points ahead of Nîmes. Nîmes have us to play, and on the final game of the season, play Stade René. Looks unlikely, but recently, um, Nîmes have doing quite well. You know, they've just scored three goals past Mets, and I know Mets haven't been doing great recently, but winning 3 0 uh, when you need it, um, is really important. Uh, and they've been getting a lot of points actually, a, a few draws here and there, but uh, kind of more wins than we expected them to, to get. Uh, obviously, there's some sensational players that we've talked a lot about, so Pirou on, on this podcast, and He's, his cross again this weekend was amazing. Um, Renori Par is is a captain in itself. Like he's one of the lead captains in, in the league and um, can fight through having studs thrown to his face um, somehow. Like his whole face was ripped apart, and then the next morning he's playing. <laughs> I don't know how he does it, but watch him. Um, I think Neve have had a difficult season. Uh, overall, uh, they they don't they don't have the players to play at this level. I think unfortunately they had the yeah the the, the myth of staying up in the game with with bare skin and so on isn't probably going to scrape through. And I think there's a chance we probably will win this um, because they it, it might be coming back into confidence, but they really need this result. So they're going to be fighting for it. But I still believe that last week of this week's performance against Lauren shows that we still have the character and wants to fight for Champions League. So, obviously, I'm going to say we will win this, uh, and I hope we do. Uh, it's not going to be a certain result, that's for sure. It's not going to be an easy one. Um, but if Neem need the points, they need all three points to save themselves in both of their last games. They need all six points. So, they will be going, maybe not, you know, all decks on board and let's go and, and play with 11 strikers. But they're going to be attacking. 
I think. And that's where Leon find the most space. Because as much as Toko Kambi is not very efficient at the moment, he's best when there's space behind the defence. Uh, I don't see Toko Kambi taking on free players with his intricate skills. That's what I mean. Uh, so if there's a chance we're going to win this, there's a better chance we would win this if Neem play attacking football and we scrape through and get a few attacking players into the box. I was going to say, I think they're going to have to because this time around, this week and next week, for those that might not know, all games will be playing at the same time. So 8 p.m. UK time, 3 p.m. my time, 9 p.m. French time. So for me... How is it in the UK? Is it how is it in the UK and the US? Are they really showing all the games or not? No. Um, I think no, they do. No, uh, I don't think so. I for wish the, they did. The French... they really do. They they do a multiplex. That's that's the thing. I really would like that. They do it here in the United States for the um, Champions League group stages. They do that. Yeah. That's been fairly recently new, and I absolutely love that. So I can get a little it's flavor. It's like, Multiplex but in multiplexes really in France for the for the. Well, it's the 19th day of this, the 19th match day, 37, 38. They're it's, unique. Like, there exactly. is that special song, and I think I will probably link a video to, to the song that Canal Plus has been playing for years. And there have been some sensational ones. Like, uh, if you've got the chance, go and watch some sort of highlight of the 2007-2008 one, where Leon was champions on the final day. Paris saved themselves in the 92nd minute. Um, it was all crazy. Like everyone could be relegated, everyone could go for Europe, everyone could be champions. Um, 2012 was crazy. It finished half an hour later after the final whistle because Montpellier game was called off four times, and eventually they did win with all the Paris players watching the end of the game. Um, I remember, is, Le- it, I remember League 2 with um, Amiens, I think, versus Rem. Amiens, Amiens at the last second, 96 minutes, yeah. scoring the header to make them go into the league. Oh, it was just that. If, if that you want to get into awesome. real football, that's yeah. where you've you got to watch League 2. You've got to watch Championship because <laughs> they are crazy games. It's a Guerrero yeah. moment every single week. And anyone can beat anyone, especially. Yeah, especially. so the I like it because it's a high drama. The I like it's a yeah. tie drama. You know, it's like yeah, it's yeah. always going to be building up crazy. to it. The drama's crazy. I love it. You do that every match day. That'd be great, but that's never going to happen. But um, <laughs> it's very positive and it's negative. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Great every time. As a Leon fan, it's um, it's it's not the most uh, positive way to watch football, despite the drama it can create. But moving on and talking about drama, obviously we had drama against Monaco, and that led to lots of plays missing against Lorient and. On the basis of that result, you'd think that we didn't miss those players. And if you'd play the same team against Nîmes, I don't think too many people would be um, disgruntled at that fact as there wasn't really anyone that isn't deserving of a place against Nîmes. But obviously, we've got players coming back. You can't really see Memphis not playing, obviously. When he's fit and ready, he starts. Uh, Marcelo, again, leader at the back in these big games, as you say, when you've got a multiplex sort of thing. Again, Kakare, other than his last couple of games where he's not been outstanding. I think it's going to be a headache. Yeah, well, exactly. My yeah, question is to you, yeah. if you are Ruby Garcia, if the three of us, not to spend too much time on the question, but 
if the three of us are Ruby Garcia and we've got this selection headache of the team that's just stuck four goals past L'Oreal and the team that's missing some key players due to suspensions and injuries, what sort of team can you see lying up? We'll go quickly from goalkeeper to the forward line just to make sure the episode doesn't go on for too long. I think we should expect... Well, yeah, 4 3 one but I think we're going to expect the same back five as the, the best. Well, this year probably will be suspended. Yeah. So, and Denier probably won't be back. So it's going to be Marcelo Gimande. Yeah. Um, Lopez. Lopez, Dubois, Corne. Yeah. Yeah. Because Bard is back Bard's from COVID, back. but. I yeah, wouldn't take a Corne. chance with Bard because of COVID. Because you know what? It's yeah. hard to get easy into it. Yeah. I can see him in the last game, but not yeah. now. Um, uh, the midfield, midfield is the big argument. Um, are we going realistic or what we want? <laughs> let's go what well, we we're want. Rudy Garcia, so... Okay, well, no. let's, let's what, go what, what we want. I want is 4-2-3-1. Bruno, Kakra in midfield. As a double pivot. Kakra uh, is everywhere. Um, Paqueta in front as a 10. Mm-hmm. Hear me out. Shirky on the right... Our on the left, Memphis center forward. Ooh, ooh, oh, that is flames. There's a flame that would not emoji win you any games. Flames. This... That would not win you any games, but it would get you fan service. Like everyone would be happy. People would watch, but what what I would say there's a lack of. Um... It would be so imbalanced. <laughs> so imbalanced. I don't even think it's in terms of there's no that like there's no no one going in behind. There's no one scoring, like there's people scoring goals, but Memphis is not a centre forward. Um, there, there are players who want the ball at the feet, the, the players that, that want them. to see what's in front of them to play a pass. There's no runners, there's no Memphis is a potent finisher, but again, even still, there's no there's no real out and out forwards in there besides Memphis. Shirky, mm. maybe again, but we still seem to think Shirky. Shirky is an attacking midfielder. So Bard, left left back, corner right winger. That gives you a bit of, of, of something a bit different. Tom seems to be living in some sort of tactical dreamland. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on, a, on, a, on a realistic-ish term. So I mid- can see the realistic being Bruno, Kakade, Paqueta. And maybe mix our on the right, Memphis on the left, and Slimani on top. That's probably as realistic that would be as I good, can think. But again, um, a lot of players wanting ball to defeat. I think it's going to be Kadawiri and well, maybe not Kadawiri. Slimani will be Toko Kambi. He trusts Toko Kambi a lot more than Kadawiri. Yeah, Toko Kambi will play right recently. wing. Memphis will play left wing. Slimani up front. Paqueta. I hope he doesn't play Mendes in this game again because we know he he's out of it. So and, and Bruno. And you've got Hour and Sherky on the bench. Like that how amazing That's a game that. changer. That's a game changer. For me, Awa's got to start after Morion. Where? For where? Well, exactly. That's <clears> not <throat> my uh, my problem. play a twelve player. To be <laughs> fair, I I wouldn't say that Takare is guaranteed to come back in. I don't think good point. After the performance red before, card. yeah, the red card is yeah, going to be an hour as, as an eight, as a six. No, again? I wouldn't be surprised if you see Paqueta move back 
because in that role he did. Yeah, with Bruno as a as a as a what do you call it in English? Busquets, yeah, the regista. Regista. Thank you. I think I think Neen are a team where you could probably get away with playing a a slightly attacking minded midfield three. Based yeah. on the fact you're gonna you're gonna need well, runners in behind. We just have it against Lauren. Well, that's what I mean. The midfield, they've they've but... got something to fight for. I yep. could see the same midfield three starting. I don't think any of them are worthy of being dropped. To be honest, I think also, Mendes the would have to, to open play. up, and that's perfect for attacking. That's, that's exactly my thought process. I don't think Kawad deserves to spend another game on the bench after his performance no, against Lauren. Again, it's it's a question of tactical balance and what kind of. Thing you want to get out of the team against Lauren, you were expecting Lauren to play quite deep, which is what they did. Uh, Neem were probably going to be going hey ho and go forward. The thing is, um, Neem are a team that progress forwards much with the ball. Obviously, you're going to expect that emphasis from them in this game because there's something on the line. It's it's one of those it's one of those games where they need to show that, but. Again, if they're playing against a midfield three of Awar, Paqueta and Bruno, are they really going to want to send midfielders forward to win that battle and then ultimately lose it and get caught on the counter? I'm not 100% sure. I think you'll see that they'll stick with the same defensive, rigid formation and hope if they stick some... My knowledge of Neem's squad isn't... Zinedine Felach is a player who's tricky on the ball and can can get into half spaces and maybe pick out your forwards. But if you've got someone like him leading the counter-attacks, you've got, you're going to get more joy that way and hope you can keep Leon out defensively. The only problem is, is whether you're going to be able to keep Leon out defensively with such an attacking midfield. Then adding Memphis, potentially, I'd probably say Slamani's worthy of a start. And then a Toko Akambi, that'd be the team I can see playing. Or would play. Yeah. I'd love Shirky to play, but again, if you're going to have a lot of Shirky, probably. And Kakaray. And Kakaray as well. But we... Kakaray looks, screams to me as like, but with a defensive option to solidify. Yeah, I would see him coming lead. in if we're like two or three nil up. He comes in with Tiago Mendes to like solidify that back line. One, one thing I would say is. Before we move on to score predictions, Paqueta's played a lot of football recently. Would you potentially give him a rest and go He's with Kakure Awa? True, but even still, the collection of games building up. I know we're not playing Monday, uh, Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday, Wednesday, but even when you're playing a continuous amount of games and he's, he's a player who plays upwards of 75 minutes he's not coming off around the 60th minute mark like you'd say with someone like Dubois he's playing he's putting shifts in 75 minutes 80 minutes 85 Again, minutes I don't I don't think that's going to happen off. he's got a week off um I don't think really Garcia really cares about Paquetta's potential to play in the, the Copa America so for him it's like he's got to use him right to the end of the season and then doesn't really care about what happens afterwards and when he's one of the best players in Lyon this season, you've got to play him to win games. Like yeah, that. and Copa America's Maybe not... Maybe bring him off a 30. bit earlier if he's really dying, you know, and bring in whoever's attacking and not playing, uh, Shirky, for example. 
um, bring him off at the 60th minute. He probably will be disappointed to <laughs> come off after an hour mark. You know it. Like, you True. His face I mean, yeah, I would say personally, just use him for the last two games because he's going to get some time yeah. off afterwards because the Copa America is not until June 12th. I mean, so there's some time for him to like get a couple of days off and just truly relax yeah. before going to do the World Cup qualifiers because I think those got delayed if they yeah. still go through. But also, he has Copa America. So I would just say use him for the last two games as much as you possibly can and then maybe take him off at the very end if things are going very well and that we already know we're going to win. So that way he can get some sort of a rest. I mean, in that sense. the thought process behind the question was. You've got players vying for starts. Awar's not played many minutes. And if you're talking about if we're going to stay with that 4 2 3 1 formation, if anyone's going to replace Paqueta in that number 10 role, you would expect that it would be Awar or Memphis. So I, my thought process is Awar is deserving of a start. I think we'd all agree on that after that performance. Paqueta was good. Again, don't get me wrong, but again, football isn't a sport where it's all right saying we've got two games left of the season. Yeah, you want your best players to be playing. But we've got a team at the moment where you've got 11 places and you've got probably four players all deserving of potentially playing in that position. I'm including Shirky in that conversation as well. So I think maybe not starting Paqueta from the beginning wouldn't be the worst thing if you're going to have to go into the final day against Nice, where if it's still up for grabs, you're going to definitely need Paqueta, whereas against Neem, obviously we're not saying slip-ups are acceptable. But I think it's much more sensible. Obviously, Paqueta's probably fit enough to play both both games, but he has played a lot of football recently. He's not really picked up any suspensions, not too many injuries either. There's been a few knocks that he takes, but he's a player who wins fouls, so that's understandable. But if anyone out of the original midfield three is to be rested, I'd make the case for Paqueta, personally. And then probably Kakare comes in for him but again it's it's one of those things where you want your best players to play again I'm sure we'll talk about it in a later episode when we speak about the end of the season but Paqueta's definitely up there as best players so I can see why you'd be hesitant to um, drop him for that game but if I'm Rudy Garcia I'm thinking with the way Rudy Garcia does, I wouldn't be surprised if there was a a surprise drop to the bench for Paqueta against Neem. Before we wrap the podcast up, can we get some score predictions? 3-0? for Leon. 3-1, 3-0. Leon. I'll go 1-0. I think it'll be a rather boring game. I don't see it being... But what... Why I say 1-0, I got a shot look there from George. Why I say 1-0 is the Lorient game was a game where you've got two games to go. So if you do drop points for both teams, as we saw with Morion as well, it's it's not the end of the world. Whereas this is more the end now, of the world. both teams have got 
that the, the, the season could be decided on this game. And for Neem, it's very likely to be decided on this game. So I think you see it a lot in the Premier League games, the hyped up to be this absolutely massive game. Games between Chelsea and Manchester United, for example. Yeah, but this, isn't a, this is a top team against a lower team, so it's not quite the same Well, it's you're saying it's not the same thing is, but the, the problem with that saying it's not the same thing is both team have got equally as important things to fight yes, for. Leon have got more quality. I'm not saying that Leon don't have more quality, yeah. but how many times have we seen Leon go into a game against inferior opposition with no, something to win? That's a different argument. The argument you were making about the Premier League is that two really top teams, Man United, Chelsea, okay, are both really good. Leon Monaco, Leon Lille were both sensational games. They were really good games. Liverpool Leon Paris, Newcastle, as much as we were terrible, won. was a great game. Uh, for example, again, another one, Lille Monaco, nil nil. Um, both the worst out of the top four. <laughs> I'm sorry. But what I'm saying that. is, those games that are hyped up to be where both teams it need is, to win, it, which both teams do need to win, can normally yeah. be cagey affairs. And the likelihood is I do see this being a cagey affair with the okay. Ren, not Ren, Nima going to be resolute defensively and it's going to be a case of Leon trying to break them down. We've seen that we're not very good at breaking down tight defences at times, especially when you don't have Memphis at his best see, and Paqueta. I can also see if one goes through, then there could be a floodgate happening as well. Yeah, it's it's happened to Leon again this season with games like Lamps 1-1. They sat back and defended really for the second 45 minutes. We got a goal in the end. So my thought process is that we get one goal late on rather than stick three or four past them because... For 90 minutes, I can see it be a case of 10 men behind the ball and it's cagey. It's going to be hyped up as a game where both teams need three points, therefore are going to be unwilling to open themselves up defensively and give chances away. That, that was the... Uh, using the Premier League examples, maybe not right, but again, you do see it a lot in the Premier League as well. It's it's a, it's a common um, common scenario. Um, has anyone any, got anything else to add? I do. I want to actually, um, obviously, I like going to Ligue 2 a lot, but I want to congratulate Trois, who are officially champions of Ligue 2, who will be coming back up. But yeah, do follow Ligue 2. It's, it's uh, interesting. It's very intriguing. Will, uh, it's very that's intriguing. where the likes of, of Mares and Kante have come from. Um, so if you want to see the next Premier League uh, champion or best player, you probably should start watching Ligue 2 now, and then you'll get it in five years. <laughs> my, my advice would be don't bet on it if you're a fan of um, a Saturday accumulator don't, um, don't put Grenoble to beat to lose in your um, your accumulator no. because the chances don't of bet. it happening are, are slim yeah, uh, yeah we don't we don't condone uh, please gamble responsibly but as I say if please you do fancy a, a, if you do fancy a flutter on a Saturday and you, you you're fancying League, uh, I don't know, Le Havre to beat Paris FC. Just don't touch it. It's no, go, it, go for it, Paraguay. Paraguay is more sure. Yeah, it's it, it could end. The league table doesn't tell you a lot. It could it no. could end 
3-1 to a team in the relegation zone, a nil-nil draw, 6-0 the other way. It's it's a, it's a very... Um, un- if you want open football in French football, this is your year league to watch. Yeah. We don't know what right. happens between between the two divisions. Yeah. It's like they go into the first division and go, oh, I forgot how to play football now. Yeah. For English watchers, it's very similar to um, the championship in terms of yeah. you don't know who's going to win. Anyone no, can be anyone, yeah. and that's what we like to see in football. It's 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 rare that you hear a, a second division spoke about so much like the way the championship is. But in France, the the second division probably doesn't get as much much time and credit as it deserves. No, but no. it's a very good um, not formation um, academy. Or yeah, top European squads. Definitely, European talent, young players coming uh, through. Obviously, that's a good example. Yeah, definitely. So, keep an eye on League Two, is what we'll say, and we'll we'll have some new teams coming up. Next showing series. some love there. We have to show some love to them some point. We have to show them some love, and I think yeah, today the league's not showing any love to them. So that's oh true. <laughs> <least> yeah. the <laughs> so, anything else? You've got anything to add, Tom? Uh. Can I plug my second podcast? Yeah. Yeah. Well, this week is is the recording for my 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 new podcast, Tea Time Tom, um, and if you want to go and join, uh, it's it, that's pretty much the Twitter handle. Uh, so it's more for football conversations. Um, the first episode is going to come out soon uh, with Belgian football podcast. It's a lot of European stuff. Um, Possibly in French and English, if you are a French listener. Uh, so, do join the army. Uh, once we we still got thirteen followers, uh, one day we'll have forty. Um, <laughs> who knows? Um, so yeah, no, it's obviously we've got a very good community here, and I'm happy we're still getting regular listeners. And do feel free to to keep sharing this podcast because we forget to say every week, but we're still happy that you still showing a lot of love to this podcast. Even though um, last week we, you couldn't hear Tom, he was looked like he was from a Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I've got closer to my microphone this time, and I'm hoping we can hear me. Um, yeah, if you want to join the other the other podcast, what's your Twitter handler? Uh, tea time Tom underscore. That's that, that, there. You go. Um, there you go. And yeah, if you if you want to be a you know guest on my podcast or on this podcast, <laughs> do feel free. And it looks like George's got something to say as well. No, I want to be one of your guests on your oh, podcast. You, uh, we can do the same recording for a different no, accounts. I can do it for different leagues. Or yourself. Leagues. I watch other uh, leagues. Whatever. I don't know. I watch uh, other leagues. Don't worry. Yes, there you go. Uh, but yeah, if, if you're looking to, to be on my podcast or on this podcast as well, whether you're a Ligue 1 fan that speaks English uh, or Leon fan specifically, we, we'd love to have you on. Uh, we've got some exciting episodes coming up ahead, an academy episode uh, soon, um, a season roundup episode. A Memphis uh, appreciation post, you know, like yeah, yeah exactly. Maybe uh, some player of the year awards, that sort of player thing. Player of the year maybe. awards, dedicated, uh, sponsored by nobody, um, <laughs> sponsored by us, and and then obviously you know a coaching episode that George has been telling us about since we started the podcast. And yeah, maybe an episode on Marcelo. I don't know. Uh, George is <laughs> yeah. to you. So, so all I'll say is we've got something. We've got some things planned for the next few Keep weeks. Sharing. Some, Keep sharing. some episodes. Obviously, in there's going to be a gap 
in terms Huge of gap. content not being released, that thing. But we're, 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 we've got some things planned to still keep releasing episodes if, if in the air. Like, if there's a transfer now. news, if there's a yeah, transfer news, we'll, we'll be out. Career episode on that player. <laughs> That's how yeah. milking the content. <laughs> you'll hear um, you'll hear uh, an episode of a 39 year old centre back sign from Uruguay. Full episode. Yeah, so, um, we might get a new coach. We can just go in-depth on that one coach. In, so. Yeah. That's, so, uh, so, so things I will say we... this. I will say this. Uh, Fulham got relegated today. So Anderson looks like a whole new debate, which we can address. Yeah, I'm sure we can, in the future. we can do that in um, a future episode. Is it? Things, things to look forward to. Academy episode, season review. It's not over yet. Football's still going to be in your, yeah, in your we'll, pod, uh, pod, podcast boxes. Yeah, you, uh, you'll still get your notifications. But as I say, keep sharing. We appreciate the support. Um, thanks for listening once again. And we'll see you guys again soon. Cheers, guys. Bye.